Chris Hestry. Antics. Um, sarcasm. And probably poop. At least Taxidermy. two poop references. Taxidermy. <laughs> Missing podcasts. Yes. <laughs> so, so right off the bat, folks, this is Trash House Street. Hey, and what's up? Right before, as we're getting ready to record, we realized the last podcast, maybe I forgot to post it to Facebook. And I did that, like, earlier this week. Yeah, I was, like, looking for it, because um, you asked me about the picture, and I wanted to, like, see the picture of yeah. me. Because I was just looking for me. Because that's all I do is look for me. Yeah. So none of this will matter. Yeah. None of this will matter to any of you because it'll be up by the time you hear October. this. Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? What's so, up? What's new? It is September the 9th. Yes. 2027. 2023. 2027. <laughs> I was kidding. You said rearranging. It would be the from the future. No. Future. Well, we do have, I think, a lot of artists who seem to have come from the past to bring us music. That is for true. Yes. Yeah. Um, or from Transylvania. <laughs> maybe. But, um... So what's new? What's up? I'm trying to think what we talked about last podcast so we don't double up. Well, Queens of the Stone Age was last podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm going to steal a pen. And your summer vacay. My small... Well, I guess I went to the shore. Yeah, you went to the my shore. my sister that time? Yeah, my... Because I went to the shore again. You yelled at your son for eating ice cream. Oh, yeah. He stole... He's in a mental institution now. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. He still talks about it, though. He eats ice cream like a criminally insane person. <laughs> That's like, do you remember my, uh, in the comic store days, mm-hmm. I came up with a, a drama called Baby Killer? Yes, I do. And it was, so the premise of Baby Killer was there's this double murder, mm-hmm. and there's just this baby there. So the police arrest the baby and have him committed to an insane asylum for the men- criminally insane and it's sort of his aunt it's like a baby's day out where the baby's just crawling and doing stuff and everyone thinks he's like a, a evil like Hannibal That's Lecter right. type and it thinks he's wearing a little like Lecter mask oh it'd be so cute oh my god so I had a dream last night that I got fired from the comic book store yeah but not by anybody from our work back in the mm. day from um, a nurse practitioner mm. from my work now Sarah oh and I was all pissed. I was like, fuck this place. And I just kept on, like, taking... And, like, I had all this shit, all these Emma Frost posters up. Yeah, And that I just kept right. taking them down. And I was like, well, they're not taking this. <laughs> and they're not taking that. Mm. And fuck this. I'm taking my John Constantine poster down. I'm taking that. It was like... And then I woke mm. up. I'm like, that was the dumbest dream ever. That's a weird dream. It is. Uh, imagine, in the keeping with the theme of time travel for this episode, <laughs> you fuck up so bad at your job, they fire you from a previous job. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it felt like. It's like the crime like, place. What the fuck, man? Yeah. So what's new? I haven't uh, spoken to yeah, you. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, nothing. I'm a pretty boring guy. Working. Yeah. Living. Yeah. Laughing. Loving. Oh, cool. Um, Speaking of loving. Yeah. I recently have peed in your toilet. Yeah. And there's one thing that just always throws me about your bathroom. There is not a trash can in there. No. So if you ever have a lady friend come over, yeah, and she is having. The time of her month. Yeah. Of her month. Time, the time, time of, of her the month. month. She'll be having the time of her month here. Be like, party, party, party. She cannot throw out a a, a tampon or a whatnot or oh. a snotty tissue or maybe a turd. 
Oh. Well, you want to throw a turd in the garbage. I don't know, but why don't you have a trash can in your bed? Because I'm not a dirty, dirty person. That's weird. Why don't, you have a gallon well, of water in the, <laughs> by your sink. Well, You're that's like, for my CPAP. But no no trash can. I did have a trash can in there, and it never got used. Okay. Because I'm, a, I'm a, basically a hermit. I hate to, to pull back <laughs> the, the curtain and reveal... And re- Ruin the mystery of my fabulous existence. But I am a hermit, and in fact, I think Jamie is the only one who really comes here. Well, you should... It would be... It would be nice if there was a trash can. Here's, I here's, could throw my tampon Here it is. It's Jamie... Once, uh, twice a year. It would be Jamie. You only have your period twice a year. No, but I... That's not healthy. Well, I'm not a nurse. That's not healthy. Well, I'm at that age. No, I still have it every month, but I was like, I have uh, my period, and if I would have to throw out any type of sanitary stuff, I'm going to have to walk out to the kitchen. No, keep throw going. It in keep, there. I get news. Keep walking. Seriously, <laughs> there though. you go where, to the Wendy's. Where am I supposed to throw this out? I don't know. Do you actually... I do. I'm on my period, and it's the first day. It could be a little heavy. <laughs> well, I'll get you a trash can. Okay. I'll <laughs> This is uh, the stuff I noticed. I hope some bears attack us. <laughs> like, I, you're looking at me like you're... Disgusting. No, I just weird. I don't know. Anyway, uh, nothing's going on with me. But seriously, I've peed in before and I was like, I hope I'm on my period here because I'm going to go all the way to the freaking kitchen. Mm. It's something I've thought of oh, for the right. past year. And we should have said something a year ago with a bomb. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. So, this is weird. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, you're totally embarrassed now. Um, I went to the shore last week. All right. We went on the beach. There was a pretty strong rip current. Like yeah. The rip, like the tidal flow going through my vagina. Oh, uh. And we found a dead horseshoe crab. Oh. Mm. We pulled it out of the sea like a treasure. Yes. Like a treasure. We weren't sure if it was alive or not, so we were like, ah, every time yeah. we touched it. Yeah, do the, the, the tap. <laughs> yes. I had a cat once that was sleeping on its back. And I nudged this cat with my foot three... It wasn't my cat, but it was a living in my house. Mm-hmm. And I nudged it with my foot several times before she moved. Mm-hmm. And I was at the point, I was like, I'm going to have to pretend I didn't see this and just leave. Oh. <laughs> and be like, oh my God, the this cat died. Dead. How sad. Oh, so down at the shore, there is a place called Mew to You, and it's a little cat shelter. Oh, all right. And they like take care of cats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So my mom's like, we have to go on Mew to, Mew to You. You can see the kitties. And Victor's like, yeah, can yeah. see these kitties? All right. So I don't know what the fuck he thought. He thought it was like a cat cafe. They're they're gonna be behind glass unless you're a volunteer. So he goes in, and there's a door. My mom's like, "Don't touch that door. We're just supposed to watch these kitties through glass." And he was like, "Well, that's stupid." And he went for the door, and the lady was like, "No, no, no, you can't go through the door." And he was like, "It just didn't say anything." Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know where this is going. Yeah, I do know where this is going. So he kind of like stomped around. He was like, "I hate this place. Place is stupid." So um, we left and he was like, that place was the worst place on earth. I hope a hurricane goes and it blasts it down and kills everybody but the cats. And the cats come to me and I can take care of them. (laughs) And the whole time he's like, sorry, there's just an insecure cat place that we can't go and pet the kitties. What are they afraid of? We're going to get them sick? Like he's like... Wow. Went off on his high rate, and my mom's like, "You have anger issues, and you get okay. that from your mother." Yeah, and I know where I know, <laughs> I know where your mother, his mother, gets it from. I know. Um, All together was actually a really fun time. We actually got up and watched the sunrise. From well, I saw deck. the pictures. Yeah, yeah that it was, was really, really cool. awesome. 
beach. I was like boogie boarding. Yeah. And I didn't realize how old I am because it's a lot harder to like get up out of the ocean. Yeah. Well. I'm like, oh god. I have like sand scars. Oh really? Like, like sand, sand scrapes and yeah. shit. Yeah. But it was good. It was a yeah. fun time. So I've actually been grinding my teeth really bad, and my jaw is killing me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> What's that? Mm, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's um, about... Oh, I know where I went today. Mr. Stickies. Have you ever been to Mr. Stickies? That sounds gross. This isn't a, I don't want to go to Mr. Stickies. This is not St- a trash sound. I did. I was at Mr. Stickies the other day. My one supervisor at work asked me to go. Mm-hmm. They'd make a German butter cakes, and they make right. um, cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. and sticky buns. And it honestly was amazing. It was you amazing. did not tell me about Mr. Stickies. Someone else did last week. It's, it's worth it. I had a cinnamon roll and mm-hmm. it was divine. It sounds like it. I, only, I don't pollute myself with such things. I only eat carrots. I'm sure. Anyway, let's talk about some music. Let's talk about some music. I can talk. I, I don't have that much. I think when I was down the shore, I, I messaged you about this band. Yes. Disexual. Yes. Not bisexual. Disexual. EP called Bound. And this actually came out like last week. It mm-hmm. was August 25th, 2023. And I think the label they're on is a call. No, maybe that's not the label. Anyway, they're from LA. They're a two piece. Yeah. They both have the same last name. So I'm hoping they're a husband and wife. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe they're a brother and sister. I do oh, not know. Common theme. But they're like dark electro, industrial, and they, I think they either, this is either their record label or that's what they can say their music is. Electro Body Music. Mm. Music. Music. Ah, music. Music. So yeah, I heard this band and I don't know even how I heard of it before and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, you gotta listen to it. Yes. I sent it to you and Mark and I love it. It's awesome. So the, it's a three-song EP. The first song is Bound, I Rise. And I was like, dude, this is fucking Nine Inch Nails. It's very, yeah. With female vocals, hard beats you can fucking dance to. Yeah. I love her vocals. Mm-hmm. They're, like, slightly monotone at first, and then yeah. it, like, it kind of goes with the emotion. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. Um, the two people in the band are Rosalini Floreno and Anton Floreno. Oh. I guess they're Italian. Mm. But anyway, I... That might be my favorite track is Bound I Rise, but actually all these yeah. songs are really good. Mm-hmm. On this night, um, a little more mellow, electro, very trancey with catchy beats. Uh, I imagine sexy vampires dancing I actually trying to catch an innocent man or a woman mm-hmm. to go to their lair to either do fuck butt them. Stuff. Or, yeah, to do butt stuff. Exactly. That's exactly where I went. But yeah, it's like kind of this yeah. sexy song <laughs> on the night. Fate awaits... Title alone up my alley. I love the drum beats. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm actually like feeling fine tonight. Mm-hmm. Not, not with manic at all. Mm, I'm really yeah. not. You had the most crazy look when you said that, by the way. <laughs> Great. Maybe I am. But I love the drum like the drum beats in this. The vocals are a little echoey. And then the synth just sneaks in at the right time. Mm. Really cool song. I love all three songs. There's not much to say more about this other than like industrial, dark... Electro, um, vampires fucking. I just really like it. It's really cool. I don't know anything much more about the band. Mm -hmm. I looked at their Instagram. I try to look at a bunch of stuff. Just very, very like a vampire. My thought was legitimately like, it's like a sexy vampire dance club. Yes. And I was dancing. Did you? Yeah, I was like... And then you murdered somebody? Uh, no. It sucked your blood. I murdered uh, the toilet. (laughs) Because I was like, ooh, my tummy's hurt. 
But yeah, um, it's really cool. I, yeah. I really like it. it. It, like, harken back to... Like, the first song's very Nine Inch Nail-like, yeah. and then it kind of, like, comes into its own. Yeah. Um, but I really like yeah, it. Yeah, really good. I haven't heard, like, industrial music. Like, yeah, it was... A, I, I appreciate, like, a good industrial band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and hopefully more to come. Ooh. Yes. Mm. Is it spelled the same? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking come. about? Come. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway, what do you have next? Skating Polly, blah, 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 blah. Chaos Country Line. The 6LP, first one in five years. Mm-hmm. Produced by, or co-produced by, Brad Wood, who mm. produced the 90s, basically. Co-producer on Exile and Guyville. Guyville. Okay. Did a whole bunch of Liz Fair stuff. Did um, the first Placebo Boy album. Good Lisa Loeb. Did like a shitload of like Honestly, I never stuff. heard of him. So he's like very uh, prolific. Cool. Prolific. But well, I could probably, if you know him from anything, it would be for Exile and Guyville. Okay. But he also did... For Liz Fair specifically, like Whip Smart and White Chocolate Space Egg. Okay. So. Was not aware. So, yes. For that matter, I think he produced Skating Polly's last three albums, probably when they first signed to a label. Okay. What label are they on again? Or did you say? I don't remember. I tried to look. They might be self-produced. They might be too. I was just seeing... All right. I'm not sure. Sorry Sorry to burst your bubble. That's okay. Now, some of the material um, for this review was pulled from... An article, Flood Magazine. Like the flood. <laughs> God, sorry. Called, uh, Skating Polly Walks Us Through Their Expansive New Double LP Chaos Country Line. I will link to that in the notes. It's worth a read. Okay. So because this is an 18 album, or 18 song album, challenged myself and I'm like, I'm not going to do 18 songs. Okay. I could do 18 songs. I'm not going to. So I decided six. Okay. But I'm going to cheat a little bit. I went a little farther. So I did. We could we could talk about many of okay. them because I'm not going to talk about. Did not girls. know it was an hour and seven minutes. I was like, this album should be over soon. Oh, it's not. Yeah. So girls, not we're not going to talk about. No. Um, because we talked about it. I like when you said it, click the K's because I just listened to the. Yeah, podcast. and she does it for a couple. Click the K's. Like. All right. It opens to so six songs, and these six songs, you know, we're going to talk about more six songs, kind of encapsulate. They tell you everything you need to know about this album. Yes. And they're all, for the most part, pretty representative. <laughs> the first song not being one of them. The so first song is... first song I had to, like, flip my headphones over because I couldn't hear. First first song is... So this and is the one... awesome. That, <laughs> yeah, it's it caught my different. attention. So this is Baby on My Birthday. Baby on My Birthday is starts out as a very tongue-in-cheek country song mm-hmm. about being, like, in a gigantic redneck family and, like, the one day a year you're allowed to be a brat is your birthday. So you have, like... A very sort of low-key, like, acoustic mm-hmm. verse. Then it becomes a lot more, like, 90s rock. Yes. And then... And then if, it's just like, what the fuck? And then I was going to say, if I was telling you a story, and then the acid kicked in. Because <laughs> the last minute of the song, it's just... It's this weird bass breakdown. Yeah. And they're clearly, like, they're fucking around, they're having fun, and that's the impression and you get. like, Bleh! Like, her vocal... Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. So, yeah, Kelly, she's just... It's like... Well, we ha- it's almost like they, they're like, we have to fill a song. Yeah. Keep going. But it's really fun. I, I love it. I like it, too. I thought it was cool. The next song I'm going to talk about is the, the banger. It would be the first single, Hickey King. I like Hickey King. Hickey King is like, a big theme of this album is like duality, like it versus ego. Yes. Inner monologue versus outer monologue. It's something you very much see in... Um, Boy Genius. I was trying to think. Well, Boy Genius, but um, Girls Night would yes. be an example for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, Hickey King is 
it's essentially about a woman who goes, she drives it basically to hook up with a boy. I entertain the idea that it's about a girl who drives two hours to either murder an ex-boyfriend or kidnap him. Um, and it kind of works because it's this, the verses alternate between. It's kind of like, I don't care, but you, she does care. Yeah. So Peyton is the the main singer. Okay. It alters between Peyton and Kelly. And it's based on a true story, apparently. I'm going to pretend not to love this boy. We're just going to make out, but I do have kind of feelings for him. And no, it's a total lie. She totally has feelings and she is like, yes. And I, I totally it is interesting it. that the uh, sort of the argument about, no, I don't have feelings. They become more insistent, more urgent. Yes, I do. I kind of am conflicted about this. It becomes more frantic yes. as the song goes on. Video. I saw the video recently mm-hmm. after I'd formed this opinion. Uh, the twist in the video is... She's a vampire, and she kills him. I was like, oh, all right, nice. So, um, cool. I guess another thing to point out is, again, an album that came out. is very much a COVID album. Mm-hmm. Um, reading that article I referenced and some of the song lyrics, they very clearly went through stuff. Um, no, really? Peyton apparently really went through some fucking shit. No way. I would have never But, guessed. like, to an extent, I would say... To an extent above what you think, probably. Oh, I could see anything. Like, I think there's a lot of... Yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll go into it, but... Yeah. So, All the Choices is, like, a very straight 90s indie pop album. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she was, like, kidnapped by gunpoint for, like... Yeah. Days upon days or um, something. Hints of Alanis Morissette, especially... Which song? All the Choices. All the Choices. Yeah. Really good song. Yes. Really good song. Lyrically, like, I was listening to a couple times today, and, uh... Yeah, it becomes so obsessive by yeah. the end. So between Hickey King and All the Choices, those two styles probably cover 80% of the songs on this album. Agreed, yeah. With a couple outliers. I kind of wonder if they had not done a double album. Like, all of these songs in, you know, a different age would have been B-sides. They're uh, great, but you would have done like an eight, nine album song and yeah. you would have put out B-sides. I mean, I'm glad they didn't. Because, again, things like Baby With My Birthday is fucking weird. Yeah. I did not necessarily tell you to listen to this ne- these next two songs. I made a booster seat. I did. Which has a Lady Gaga vibe. Oh, yeah. It's about sugar babies and sugar daddies. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, I like how it's like the du- dual vocals like starting off. Yeah. Like, they've, I guess it's Peyton and Kelly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I like it. I, um, I told you, I listened to yeah. this straight on. I, I, miss, like, I don't think I've listened mm-hmm. to the last four songs. Oh. I did ask you to listen to the last two. Well, it's probably going to be the last one. Anyway, it doesn't oh, matter. Well. Um, Tiger in the Drugstore was the other single. Really good. Very heartfelt. You know, about sort of coming back from some shit. So my song that I was very obsessed with is yeah. actually Someone Like a Friend. We're getting to that. That's the next song. That is okay. my favorite song of the yes. album. So. <laughs> if, if someone would, it would explain being manic, it totally is. And that's basically, it's about it. So, especially, <laughs> so... First of all, Someone Like a Friend. I kind of stopped. I was like, I obsessively like listened to that song like Me too. And I, I had a feeling that one will get you, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it's, well, let me go through it. <laughs> so, this is at least partially about an ex-boyfriend, uh, specifically Tim Franco of Starcrawler. Oh, sure. And the idea of breaking up, but still wanting to be friends, and still being obsessed with someone. And I think there's another individual who this song is also about. Okay. And very interesting song. First off, because it's largely piano accompaniment, Mm -hmm. it comes across a lot more like a movie musical number than anything. Like, from the 70s. Like, I could literally see her... 
Like, you'd see, like, a single spotlight. It'd be almost... Because it's very torch songy too. Mm-hmm. Even when she's singing about... Uh, the first line that got me was, we're not we're not choking each other to be frisky. We're just trying to break, break each, each other's, other's necks. necks. And you're like, ooh. It's very obsessive about needing somebody, wanting somebody. Specifically, being obsessed with somebody and being alone because they don't return your affections. <laughs> yeah, I was like... That's okay. Another interesting thought. So... She's, she started writing this song while she was still dating Tim. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, it really upset him. And I could only imagine, imagine if like your, your husband just started painting pictures of you hanging from like her rafters and just like, oh, you know. I'd be kind of into it, to be honest. Yeah, you might be. I don't know. <laughs> I can't that should it. be the new, I'm going to tell him that should be his new or, thing. Or you're like, um, or the flip side would be is like, you're like, yeah, I'm just writing this poem about, about divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that was like every poem you wrote about getting divorced. I could see that. One of the few songs that doesn't really fit with any of their well, motifs. So, and I always kind of put myself into a song I get obsessed with for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought this song, like, a lot of these songs are, it goes one way. It's one way you think it is, and it yeah. totally flips. And I think a lot of and it. I think it was all like, hey, I'm obsessed I'm getting over this breakup or this thing went wrong and I just really need someone to talk to. And then it's just this obsessive, you broke up and you need to be obsessed again. Mm-hmm. And then with the whole like, it comes in waves type of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is totally fucking how to explain like mania. Yeah. Um, and you just have to latch on or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I thought it was a fantastic. Now I think a lot of that has to do with the way they write because... One will bring a song and the other will write some of the verses. And so that makes awesome, sense. And which is awesome because it goes like one way and then I'm like, wow, this song just, it doesn't, it's not even her breaking up with mm-hmm. somebody. It's just her like almost just needing mm-hmm. the whole like I need a dance party because yeah. I'm going to cry myself. To, like I was like, yeah. oh. All right. To throw out a couple other songs before we get to the last song, which you know, okay. we'll do apparently. Hush Now. Yes. A song from the point of view of someone who is an emotional like manipulator. Yes. But is not as smart as he thinks he is based on a true story. Rabbit Food's like just this fun oh, angry I song. Love, I like that song. I really do too. I mean, I like all these songs, but I like. So I had a theory on that song. Are they in like bad brains? Yes. Yeah. The... They specifically they said yeah we Dude, love bad brains. So that is a bad brains because yeah. it's all talking about attitude. It's all yeah. um th- that is a total b- bad brains homage. Uh-huh. All right, listen to it. Sing along. That's about it's okay. So I, I like guess it. Kelly had vocal surgery. She mm-hmm. had like voice problems, so that's all I do about that. Uh, not going back again. Is Peyton singing about her estranged father who she hasn't talked yeah, to in I 10 kinda... years? Which brings us to the last two songs. So that priest song. Yes, and the priest. I was like, where did this come from? It almost it, It's like the hardest. I mean, I didn't listen to the, mm-hmm. the last few songs. Yeah. But it's really, really hard. Like, yeah. like, where did this come so from? So that's the heaviest song on the album, yes. I think. Or the second. Yeah. And then I listened to the song after that. Which I don't remember what it's called. Um, and that's where I got to. I'm sorry for always apologizing. Yeah, is there another one after that? No, I'm not going back again. Oh, uh, okay, maybe I, yeah, maybe I listen right. to half so, of Man Out There, okay. featuring David Yao okay. of The Jesus Lizard. I wrote a very sweaty meta joke in the shower this morning about this. Okay. And it goes something like this. Right. I was actually in a cover band called The Jesus and Mary Lizard. And we did weren't too popular because we only played covers of Fleetwood Mac. I don't get it. The chain. Uh, <laughs> See, like I said, very sweaty, very. But I'm proud of that song. Gosh. So I've avoided benching. Did you put on your Herbert suit afterwards? I did. I have not mentioned the VS word yet. I'm going to mention it now. 
Man out, man out there is the most, the closest to a Veruca Salt song on this album. It's very heavy, very guitar grindy. It's sort of a fun little horror song about being in a cabin and there being a a murderer out there who can just see in and is trying to get in. Okay. And like I said, it's a really fun song. And like I said, they got David Yao to sing along with it. That's cool. And the last song is Party House. Okay. Now this one is. This album, they sang about such, like, angry and sad shit and, like, explored so many emotions. They were like, we need something a little more uplifting. And also, apparently, to make it an easier sell for a double album, you need 18 songs. Yes. So, in the industry. So, they had 17. So, like, one more song. Party House is a song they apparently had written in 2010. Mm-hmm. And they just expanded on it and remixed it. Didn't do too much to it. It's about being a family, and they have their parents sing on it, their grandmother sing on it, their cousins sing really? on it, Kurt's girlfriend sing on it, and it's a very sweet, heartfelt song. So I should listen to it. You'd hate it. You'd be like... Too happy. You'd be like uh, Team Rocket. To denounce the evils of truth and love. <laughs> to extend your reach from the stars Team of love. Team Rocket. But yeah, I really like this album. I thought it was really good. Yeah, so really good album. I think you'll be hearing about this album again, uh, again later this year. Um, mm-hmm. I saw another article. They termed it the best the best album of 1996. Um, so her... Which her? I guess Peyton. Yeah. This album reminds me if... Um, the Dolly Rots did a song in the did an album in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, very much. The way the vocals are, yeah, and a little Kalola, if you remember Kalola, Koala, Kalola. I don't I, remember. No. If I played it to you, you'd be like, "Oh, I remember." Yeah. Your bass prince, baby. Oh, oh friend, Tiger, Tiger at the drugstore. The chorus mm-hmm. sounds a lot like the chorus to Breakfast at Tiffany's. But the, yeah, yes, yes, I could definitely see that. That's good stuff. And then watch that video for Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Probably. The the lead singer looks like a uh, deformed Josh Hobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm just never a fan of that. I mean, neither. Me yeah, neither. But yeah, I really enjoyed. It's a really good fun. album. Yeah. Okay, hold your horses. Oh yes. You ready for this amazing review? Yeah. You know the Golden Voice, the Golden Reviews. Mm-hmm. Paint It Black has a new album out. Oh. Which is amazing because they last um, EP out mm-hmm. was uh, 2013. Yeah. Before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Invisible. Mm-hmm. So they haven't had anything out in over 10 years. Huh. So they have a, Famine is supposed to be out. I think it's only eight songs. Mm-hmm. And Paint It Black is uh, Dan Yemen from Philly. They, yeah. These guys are all, well, they're a Philly band. Mm-hmm. Andy Nelson, Josh Agron, and Jared Shavelson. Mm. Uh, Dan Yemen, you would know from Kid Dynamite. Um, he's in Open City. A bunch of a bunch mm-hmm. of bands. Oh, I can't remember the other. Andy Nelson's been on a shit yeah. ton of things too. Anyway, Painted Black. I was like, woo! They the tickets just went on sale. Mm-hmm. They're going through this. They're promoting the album. It comes out on Revelation Records November third, and I just bought tickets um, for November fourth. So yay, Painted Black. They had one song out off Famine, and it is Famine. Mm. So right where they left off, good old hardcore punk from this Philly fave. Um, it's a little slower, a little more melodic. I'm ex- I'm just excited for the whole album. There's not much more to say. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar with Paint It Black, you'll just be like, oh, it's a little, mm-hmm. little, little tiny bit slower. Yeah. And Yemen's on vague um, vocals. Um, I'm just 
I love Paint It Black. Uh-huh. Love the band. No, so now we can just end with my amazing oh, review. I have other reviews. No, that's why. Cool. You know what? I got to pee. Well, no, I got to get a, a beer. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I said pee. I'm, See? I'm, I'm paranoid. Are you hiding? Yeah. I'm paranoid. I'm telling. I'm texting. Texting who? Your, your uh, Not mom. Not my mom. Yes, your mom. No! Michaeline. No! It makes it easier for me to find where to cut. So, so anyway, you're back. Be Your Own Pet came out with their first album in a bazillion years. It's called Mommy. This came out August 25th mm-hmm. off Third Man Records. Be Your Own Pet was sort of convinced to reunite by Jack White, who went with them as tour support. Cool. It doesn't hurt that... The lead singer is married to Ben Swank, who is the co-owner of Third Man Records. Mm. And Be Your Own Pet, Be Your Own Pet, mm-hmm. is kind of this '80s style garage punk band. Yeah. Um, just as Skating Polly has traveled from the '90s, this band has traveled from the '80s, and I'll say our next band has traveled from a period too. But we'll yes. get to that in a second. The Vampire People traveled from. The grim techno organic future, yes. where vampires of live. The f- it's actually the movie Ultraviolet. Fifteen hundreds. They, they are, I think, the movie that Ultraviolet. Yeah, sorry. Very well. boop, 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 Which I'm boop, trying to get as my last Netflix movie, <laughs> and then I'm going to keep it forever. Like, so I, I have people who do ask me, "What do you listen to? What do you want to listen? Mm-hmm. You know, what should I listen to?" I feel like such a fucking creep. Going, you should listen to this album. Mommy. Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't help that the first song, which is the best song on the album, it's a really good album, my best and favorite song is Worship the Whip, straight up about BDSM. And like you take this... Is that the one you told me to listen to? I think that's the one I played for you for. Yes. Worship the Whip. Yes, yes. Yeah. Daddy, please, dude. And it's... So those things, I was like, I can't... It just makes me feel like such a fucking creep. I would say like, nah, um, I haven't listened to anything in a while. And I was like, no, I don't listen to music anymore. Stop, <laughs> Music's awful. And I'm going to go through these real quick. Okay. Um, because musically, it's very much this really like solid, like I said, 80s. One of the members, by all rights, should have OD'd on something. <laughs> um, Ecstasy. Um, someone else should have should have probably like have stitches from a beer bottle that was thrown at them. And that style, yeah. <laughs> one of them, yeah. <laughs> Hung themselves looking for a new sensation. Yes. That didn't really happen. No, it did not. I like to think it did, though. It makes me happy. Um, Good Time is basically one of the, the requisite song about being uh, rec- reconciling being older and being a punk. Mm-hmm. Aracha Mania is a dirty song. Dirty, dirty. It's about being. A, it's about stalking somebody. It's about you, I guess. It has this really interesting screechy guitar fill. Mm-hmm. I ben, really didn't give this much of a listen. Yeah. You're like, thanks. No, uh, To be honest, Skating Polly was like a lot. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> That's why I always said listen to six songs. Uh, Pleasure Seeker is like a runway song. Pleasure. Pleasure. Seeker. I hate the word, I hate the word fucking pleasure, by the way. Pleasure. Because of Crimson Pleasure. Pleasure. Rubberist has this really surfy opening. It's sort of their version of a Talking Head song. Mm-hmm. Hand Grenade was uh, very Runaways, Joan Jett. A lot of this album is very Joan Jett. I know. Jetty. I need to like really hone in on this um, album. Cause... And the second to last song, because I forgot to listen to the last song, so you're not the only one. Drive, very Blondie. So, so yeah, I have to really go back and like I so, listened to like a handful and I was 
and it's Russian. And for me, part of it was I was gonna like I was like, oh, I have to listen to the other song album we're gonna do. Yeah. So I did that. So, which brings us to Jamie. Jacket Thief. Jacket Thief. Lights out on the shore. Coming out. Uh, September 29th, 2023, on Tripkey Records. So we are going to probably re- rearrange some order stuff. I mean, it won't matter. We'll probably talk about things Whatever. that won't make sense. because. Yeah. But basically, to get this one, hopefully by the end of September. Yeah, I would um, do this sooner than later. This is the one we're going to do. And this is a solo album by... The drummer, Scott, was it Reader? S- Scott Reader. Of Fu Manchu. Yes. And um, he does he does the whole shebang. He does the vocals, guitar, drums, um, and then was it Bob Balch? Yeah. So let me read their. Um, this is sort of the little press blurb mm-hmm. that they sent us, and I want to thank. Yeah, thanks for sending this. Is awesome. Who was it? I want to thank Austin Griswold of Secret Service PR for reaching out to us and sending it to us. Yeah. Awesome. We were very excited to get this. And again, just to read off the little blurb. This album was produced by Grammy Award-winning producer-engineer Rick Mall, who produced Dropkick Murphys, All Crow Medicine Show, Gaslight Anthem, and features Reader performing all instruments and vocals, with assistance from Fu Manchu guitarist Bob Balch on lead solos. Lights Out on the Shore is a melodic and soulful rock album, with an engaging flow throughout showcasing Reader's thoughtful songwriting, rich harmony, and memorable riffs. Yes, and I agree with that. And... I speculate mm-hmm. that Scott Reader is a time traveler from the 70s. <laughs> yes. He came to this age when we would appreciate his album. So they he started this in 2021 and oh. completed it in early 2023. I did, oh, nice. I did read oh, wow. that somewhere. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. You want to start off? Yeah, it opens with Flying Too Low, which immediately caught my attention. Yeah. It stopped me from eating my sugar-free Jello. Oh. It has a Shit, very... That's like a big thing, man. Yeah, I was hungry. I love the guitar work on this. Too. I do. I mean, the whole album is great. Yes. And this song has like a really like, to make a reference that won't make sense, man from the high desert feel. And like a lot of these songs, like you feel like he's just, like Scott Reeder just went out into the fucking Mojave and came back like fried because he saw God and God <laughs> was a toad and told him to ride the snake to the ancient lake a little bit. I found it was like a folky, doom ridden, like... So, very folky... At least like seventies ish. Yeah. Like I think the whole album has these vibes. It kind of switches up towards the end. And I know I, they said like a more things like for fans of um, like Stephen Stills, Moody Blues, Jack Johnson, Fu Manchu, obviously. You know, like like Fu Manchu came out of the Palm Desert scene. Yeah, but this um, had like I, the first song "Flying Too Low" just had like a folky doom, yeah, sound to mm-hmm. it. Very different. I I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I liked it. Moving on to TLFN. True Love for Now yes. was their release single. And I thought it had this like bluesy southern rock with catchy riffs and hooks. Yeah, these really crunchy, wicked like 70s riffs. Yeah, the guitar acts like a second vocalist at times. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really cool song. That's my favorite song off the album. A Stitch in Time, I kind of feel like I'm drowning in the beginning. It's like a stoner southern rock I said, song. I just thought they were the words Fever Dog. Yeah, it's anything with fever in it. Fever Dog! Lord Mead Lane. Really clean. It's just a small instrumental bridge. Yeah, the acoustic drum guitar. It's like something you'd see on like yeah. like a, a 70s a prog album. Yeah. The one song before that, I guess, is Furs and Fries. Yeah. It's almost like Drug Induced, drug induced Take the Pain Away, I think is a, a lyric yeah. out of that. It's like Melio, Melio, 
more mellow, folkier. So far, mm -hmm. I thought that was the most different song on the album. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I really like that song. A Wind Gone By? I thought it was very Foo Fighter feel. It has a touch of swank to it. I said a bit witchy, a bit spooky. Ooh. How about Some Kind of Murder? My favorite song on the album. Yeah. I think when the instrumental happens, the record changes. It's yeah, a definitely. a little more mellow. And there's a lot of like good business in the beginning, for lack of a better word. Yeah. But it's really good, really but catchy. But Some Kind of Murder has this like alt-90s with like prog rock creeping in. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good song. First one from the skies. It's probably my second favorite song. Yeah. A little heavier in the chorus. At times, the guitars remind me of like Floyd. Pink yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. I dig it. Um, also has a hint of like Soundgarden. Mm -hmm. And I like the buildup of the whole song and then it almost explodes at the yeah. end. I dig it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that was the last song. Yeah, that was the last song. Okay. Um, um, you're looking at me. Oh, so there was three more songs after it that was included and I couldn't access it. But I really like it. So it, to me, it's very reminiscent of, like I said, those, they're the 70s kind of quasi-folky like rock band. I can see or America. that. But, like, where those bands tend to get a little bloated and heavy, this is very... Delicate isn't quite the right word, but it's a lot more crafted and a lot lighter, yeah. which makes it, it, like, it plays much more to my tastes. Compare, because I like to do the comparisons. It's yeah. almost like the Foo Fighters and All Them Witches kind of had a baby. It definitely has All Them Witches. Um, and I, I really like it, because mm -hmm. it has kind of, like, this jam session... Uh, stoner, country-esque, yeah. like, rock going on. Uh -huh. um, it's, it, it, I really like it. I thought it was really yeah. good. I'm glad they sent it to us. It's I am. I'm glad that Scott Reeder killed Jim Morrison <laughs> and stole all his music. But it was, it was yeah. really good. I no, it. I really liked it, too. So, so thank, thank you, guys. Yeah, Jack of Thief, Lights Out, On the Shore. Mm -hmm. Coming out, you can pre-order it. Um, I guess on Triple Key Records. I'm not exactly sure. But it comes well, out September yeah. 29th, 2023. We'll put it in our um, and notes and shit. Well, links. But good uh, times. I really like it. Uh, a few other things really quick. And then I do have a very quick review. Giant Dog Bite came out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not super into it. Don't know what that album's supposed to be. It's supposed to be their, like, their proggy concept album. Okay. I'm like, eh. Uh, Speedy Ortiz, Rabbit Rabbit came out September 1st. It's... I might say something better. Might not like review it more later. Might not. Musically, a big bag of candy is hard. To, is the only way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. Sonic Youth's uh, Live in Brooklyn mm -hmm. came out. Probably gonna talk about that album more when Thurston Moore's book came out. Uh, interesting thing about that album, they thanked their openers at one point. Openers were Kurt Vile and Wild Flag. Oh well. That's it for me. Music. Um, I have one more music thing. Oh, all right. So I had tickets to the one two three four fest, which is in Camden, and it was yeah. uh, against me, Rancid, mm -hmm. uh, Dillinger Four, Jawbreaker, Pussy mm -hmm. Riot, Descendants, mm -hmm. um, a bunch of bands got canceled, and um, oh, it got canceled, got canceled. Oh wow! I, I wonder if they did not send or uh, sell enough tickets. Oh maybe. But I was refunded. I think I'm getting refunded in a couple days. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. So still, I've not seen Dillinger Four. Oh. Like, that's who mm -hmm. I really, really wanted to see. But uh, yeah, kind of a, um, kind of weird. Topic? Topic. So we did pose a topic. Yes. It was, what is your song of the summer of 2023? Yes. And we got a shit ton. We yes. can't even say all of them. We'll just say a handful. Um, <laughs> because we don't have enough time. Because we have a lot of, lot of stuff to go through. Yeah. So let's let's see. So songs of 2023. Tom T.P. Mitchell. Oh. Um, I've been listening to the hell out of New Order's t-shirt 
from the National. Mm -hmm. Nick Crowley, always after the earthquake. Jacob, Jake Martinez, Dance Devil Dance Avatar. Your bro, Matt, Good Time, Be Your Own Pet. Mm. David Mather, Brian Eno, Burning Airlines, give you so much more. Mark Zimmerman, Rock Lobster. Oh. Mm. <laughs> A new song by B-52. Yes. What's, what's your song of the summer, look? My song of the summer is, it's, it's Feel Good Hit of the Summer. Really? <laughs> no. Although I did start to, I, I tried to write a, a radio-friendly kid version of it. Okay. I can't, like, uh... Candy canes. No, I'm trying to think. The first line I got, I'm trying to think. Movies, TV shows, hanging out with my bros. And I can't get the list, but, like, the it's a like, video games. Eh, anyway, um, Leonard Cohen by Boy Genius. Ah, it's fun, it's a melancholy, but it's uplifting. It's love. My song, T-Swift, Cruel Summer. Yeah. And Kesha, TikTok. Yes. I know you've discovered the cash. The cash, and I'm recently been a Swifty. Swifty. That cruel summer, cruel, cruel summer has taken over the summer. Ah. Uh, it's the T Swift craftsmanship's amazing. You know who hates T Swift? Who? Karina Longworth. Why? She did so she, because she did AMA, and someone asked her about Taylor Swift. Um, she she putting needs, her album, mm-hmm. and she and she's just like, yeah, I really don't see the appeal. I just don't get it. And she ended up calling like that little cult she. Yes, and you know what? Until you get it, you get it. Until you... You gotta listen with your heart, Karina. You to, yes. Not with your ears. Yes. Your heart. And and then when you get it, you're sucked in. It's like it's yep. like that rip that rip tie, that rip current in the Jersey Shore. This is... Sucks you in. <laughs> and then you're like, I got a blank space, baby. I feel like if this were like a if this was we had paid sponsor content we'd be making a lot of make goods on this one. I am really tired. I don't know what it is. Cook, 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 cook. I need some cook, 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 cook. Oh, that's one thing I liked about um that Hickey Hickey King. Hickey King. She'd be like. Oh, so that is very the which is which is the funnest thing to do. Yeah. So she does elaborate on that. She's like so Kelly was like. I just did that because I was like a placeholder for a lyric or something. And I was like, nah, that sounds too good. So she did it literally because she's like, I'll, I'll try to think of something. It's kind of cool. It's a very fun song. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Maybe we just we just put this dog out of its misery. Why? I thought we actually did good. We talked a lot about music. We're very passionate. Yeah. We're passionate. Talk about periods. We did. I think, you're, I think you just got like totally off your game. Cause it did. It's like it's, it's your moon, your fucking moon blood. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna leave a tampon on your pillow. Which, oh, which yeah. at some point uh, this year, before the end of the year, I'll have to go over my recap of Bloody June. Bloody June. Yeah, Bloody June, because the month of June, I just read Beauty Bloom novels, oh. and I'm still reading my Bad Religion book. No, uh, I'll give you a hint. I get this is a preview okay. for Bloody June. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yeah. Periods. There uh-huh. you go. Well, you know what? You you should have been inspired to put a trash can in your bathroom. Really That's it, alright. Find some usual places. I'm calling it. Bye. Ladies.